This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. What is it? Then I would like to introduce Ron Barry. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Then I would like to introduce Jackson. Who is it? You guys are losers. Who is it? Just a couple of hot headed fools. I just ate my wife's lunch. Uh oh. What how that's gonna go over? You're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of time, and I started going through the refrigerator. She bought pho last night, and I was like, mm, "This looks good." She, yeah. bought, she never eats it at all. She always eats half of it and saves the rest. And never eats the rest. No, she usually eats it, but not this time. <laughs> Curious. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like dispose of all the evidence, bury it deep in the trash, and see if she even notices. This is the Ultimate Marvel Podcast, episode 26, or is it the Ultimate Marv Podcast, Ronnie? Because that's what you named the Twitter page. Well, that's because the characters were only allow me. Oh, I was wondering. I thought maybe Ultimate Marvel was already taken up. No, gotcha. Just- Characters. So one word had to suffer, and you chose Marvel. Yeah, because it could have just been at Ultimate Marvel, but then people would thought that they're tweeting at the company itself. Yeah. No. So I, so I saved this maybe some hate tweets. I don't know. I didn't. So they only. That's like that's not very many characters to allow in a name. Anyways, so two podcasts in one week. Right? That's like commitment for us. Yeah. That's double time. Double down. We're so committed that like Ronnie's even recording at work. On lunch, yep. Multiple times per week because yep. we're so committed. Yep. And what and what thanks do we get for it? Tweets. Tweets? Tweets, yes. <laughs> well, we also get to read a lot of cool Marvel stuff and talk about it. So I guess that's payment. Yeah. Yeah. You hear this? I hear that. That's I got this read pile sitting here on my desk. Like I usually, I don't know what your routine is, but I usually bag and board my comics and then store them like right after I read one. Unless I'm reading like a couple at once. But right after I read them, I usually put them away. But I knew we were recording, so I just left all the Marvel's issues here and they've been accumulating on my desk waiting for us to record. Well, since I read digitally, I just shut my case to my iPad and is most of your Marvel stuff digital? Um mostly everything's digital. Really? Yeah. Um I've seen the pictures you have of your like crate of short box or long boxes. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's that and then um But that was before are, you went digital? Yeah. But I mean I still I still do floppies um for Amazing Spider Man and a couple other Marvel titles. Select titles. Yeah, just select ones. Yeah. Yeah, I do the same thing. I'm trying to like go more that direction just so I don't have – I'm not accumulating. I mean because comics add up fast. You're reading them every week like this. Right. Well, see, the time and space isn't really the issue. It's just a convenience for me because like, um, I can lay in bed at night and read 
and not disturb her while she's sleeping. Right. Instead of having the, the little lamp next to the bed on, you know, and have to hmm. not win that battle. <laughs> yeah. So then, so then it just became more convenience for me. Or um, when I'm on a bus ride with the kids huh. for baseball, I can just pull out my phone and read it and not listen to them. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's all like about, it's about space. I just, I hate seeing... Sure, I don't have. I don't know where to put them. Like I got all my boxes in a closet, which is not mm-hmm. a very. It's not a, a space that allows like for much expansion, obviously. And then like my wife will throw something in there, and there'll be something laying in front of them, and I can't get to them. And I just want to do away with the boxes. But I I like reading. I like reading hard copies a lot better. My select titles I do buy floppies. And I'm trying, but I've been trying to reduce it. But then I, every week I go into the store and I see something. I'm like, oh, I'll just buy this one. And then one turns into two, three, and <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> yeah. But like we've talked so much about the big Marvel events and movies and TV shows, which everybody's already talking about the movies, it seems like, everywhere, that we haven't really had a chance to talk about some of these books. And some of these, like... I'm really enjoying, and I know you are too. Yeah, there's one book that I wasn't enjoying that I'm enjoying a lot now, and it will surprise you. Uh, no, it will, because you don't know what it is. Oh, come on, I do. No, you don't. I already know one that fits that category. Yeah, there's one, yeah. <laughs> because the one I'm thinking of is one that I like a lot from the very beginning, but you're not yeah. talking about that one? Nope, I'm not talking about that one. Um, speaking of that one, I'm unbagging it right now so we can talk about it. Maybe if we get to it, that's fine. Um, the one, the one I'm talking about though is champions. Oh, I'm not even reading that. Yeah. I stuck with it. It's, uh, 13 came out last week. Huh? And it's just getting good now. Um, it, it just seems like. The first three or four issues was kind of flat for me, or just run-of-the-mill type. But then, after I put my old man judgmental side on, yeah, on pause, then like it just <laughs> seemed like a fun book, really. With the one exception, though. Yeah, what's that? Is Amadeus Cho as Hulk? Okay. <laughs> I uh he fits in the book, but he's not my favorite one by far. Okay. And I saw that you tweeted <laughs> that out and then Rob Krieger responded to you and I was gonna respond to it and then I knew that we were gonna record, so I just figured I'd talk about it instead. Yeah. So so then sell me on it. Like who, who so it's it's Who's in it? I know uh, Amadeus yeah. Cho, Cyclops, maybe? Yep, Young Cyclops, or the only Cyclops, I guess. Yeah, now. Um, Viv. Viv's in it. Um, not my Nova. <laughs> Sam. Mm. Uh, uh, Miles right. Morales. Miss Marvel, is she in it? Yep. Miles is in it. Miles is in it, yep. Okay, and it's Mark Wade, right? Yep, is it still Mark, Mark Wade. Yep, it's Mark Wade. 
well, I'm not too big on. <laughs> You're not too big on Mark Wade? No, I don't usually get into his stuff. He usually seems a little bit too, like, I don't know, light and fluffy for me. Really? Did you read his Fantastic Four stuff? When does that? Was that before Hickman? Yeah. I can't remember. Or his Avenger stuff, rather? I can't remember. Yeah, I did read his Avenger stuff, because that was after. That was later, uh, right? Yeah. Um, and he wrote Avengers for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I, can, I, I remember not being able to get into that stuff, or the like Aftershock book he did. I didn't like either. Um, I haven't given him. I haven't read any of his stuff like real in depth because I usually start it and I'm just not filling it and drop it. Okay. So, but so so tell me, what do you like about this? Um, because this is like this is really out of character for you. I know. These are all the characters that you uh, is hey is um, oh, what's the girl? Uh, the the genius girl that's supposed to be the smartest in the Marvel no. universe. She's not in it. No, Moon Girl. Yeah, Moon Girl. No. It's basically just Miss Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Nova. Okay. Adam, uh, Hulk, Viv, and Cyclops. Yeah. Um, I don't... It got past the CW love triangle-esque <laughs> of it. Oh, no. <laughs> well, because, you know, that's how it was at the beginning. With Miss Marvel and Miles, I guess, maybe? Yeah, and then you had, like, Cyclops and and Viv, I think, at the beginning. Really? He's he's uh, macking on a, on a artificial life form. Yeah, well, he was in the first couple, <laughs> like, when they were on the run or whatever, from Secret Empire stuff. Did they play on that? Like, her... They did, but like the, her lack the, of humanity because that sounds kind of interesting. Well, uh, yes, because she didn't really know how to react, basically. Right. Uh, but like now, it, it's it's. I don't know the best way to describe it. Now it's just more like fun type stuff. Yeah. Um. Like, for me, like how Tales of the Teen Titans were back in the day. Okay. Um, And then this issue, and I think this issue also had the Avengers in it, which was um, Wasp and um, Jane Foster Thor and Falcon and Vision and Spider-Man and Hercules. Okay. So, so yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Like that Teen Titans style esque, right? It's kind of the equivalent. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is where I wish they'd keep those characters. Like I, I, I like them in a book geared toward that. I don't like them infiltrating the other books. Well, yeah. I mean, in this world and setting, or that they're in, it fits them because it hides their weaknesses and yeah, not. I'm not saying weaknesses and like superpowers, but like weaknesses as characters, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yep, I'm enjoying it for what it is. Well, so speaking of good segue, because the the comic on the top of my read pile here uh-huh. is one I did not like at all. Really, and it it was, and this isn't this is not an order title. It just came out, uh, but. It, uh, Incredible Hulk, 
the new legacy issue. Yeah. Seven oh nine, which yeah. is Amadeus Cho. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think that's primarily why I don't like it. I, I don't know. It's just he doesn't seem like he doesn't seem like. Maybe I'm like you and just like too attached to that Bruce Banner Hulk, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't like him acting like I don't like seeing the kid the Hulk act like a, a sort of immature kid teenager right yeah. I want him yeah. to be sort of this really just out of control beast and like Cho I mean Cho's Hulk is neither one he's like he's he's immature kid and he doesn't have as much of that sort of out of control nature that. Banner's Hulk does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I think if we had the other Hulk around, then it might be different. You know what I mean? But with us only having this Hulk. Yeah. Well, that's that's even worse. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because this is like the title is the Incredible Hulk. Like I don't I don't know. But also the the book felt a little bit uh, I don't know if this is so this is a return to Planet Hulk storyline, which already like sets a really high bar because most of us love Planet Hulk, right? Okay, yeah. But did you read it? No, okay. I did not. Well, I don't blame you if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ha- I haven't just just for that reason. I mean, the setup of the book is I mean it's real it's I. I it's the most obvious return to Planet Hulk storyline you could think of. He literally just returns and gets in an arena and starts fighting um, for some people. I mean, it's really there's no there's no twist on the storyline. It doesn't do anything that's like like usually if you want to do a, a sequel to something, you got to change the story. Like keep some of the same elements, but you got to change the story. And this doesn't attempt to do any of that. It feels very rushed. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. Anyways, so we don't even need to talk about that. <laughs> um, the one I do want to talk about uh, that also came out, because these legacy titles are coming out, and Hulk was 709, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which I don't know if that's weird for somebody, but Thor, the Mighty Thor came out also, and that was 700. Yes. Um, and this is supposed to be a big issue. Yep. And so, which this is, this is it's already, it's already going into second printing. Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, it makes sense. I'm not surprised. Um, because this is, even though the title is kind of the legacy form of this is new, it's really a continuation of, uh, you know, the characters Jason Aaron's been writing for a few years now. Right. <clears throat> which he does a great job with. Um, now, if I remember correctly, you did not like this. Um, it's not that I didn't like it. It's just some of the stories in it were not as good as others per se. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like with the, um, the last story in it, I can't remember. I don't. I don't like with um, Jane Foster. Was it? Was it at the end? It started no, jumping with, back and forth, kind of rapidly. With Volstag, the War Thor. Oh, the War Thor. I'm not too. It's a cool concept, cool idea. It's just not me. Yeah, I guess. But everything else in it, I liked. I liked how, like, when you first opened it up, it's got 
80s art for Odinson, right? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of cool. And then it comes back into that. But Ragnarok has that sort of 80s theme going too. Yeah. With the lettering and, and music and whatnot. I wonder if that's a theme they're doing with Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for anyone who hasn't read this that's listening, this is just it's the it's it's almost sort of like a a zero issue or an annual. It's just a bunch of short stories about different Thors. And they're kind of independent, but the stories are there's there's a little bit of interweaving going through some of the storylines, I think. Yep. Um, so like in addition to war Thor, we had Jane is fighting Uh She-Hulk, which I Uh thought that was really cool to see. Yeah. Um, and speaking of She-Hulk, I like her character way better than Amadeus Cho. Like they've, they've, they've changed her and made her a little bit more like how Banner was just sort of temperamental and out of, out of control. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyways, we also have I think, I think Odinson's fighting like frost giants. Yep. Which is common. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, the one I thought you were gonna say you didn't like was Throg. <laughs> what did you well, think of? Because uh, I think I could do without Throg, the Frog yeah. of Thunder. Yeah, the Frog of Thunder. I mean, I get it. You stick it in here just for something like I don't know. Yeah, like relief. you said, this is like a who's who of right. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I mean, it was okay, I guess, but because you got to, like I said, do the who's who of Thor. But yeah, I I would almost read more of the Throg than I would of the War Thor. Really, that's kind of strange. I didn't like yeah. War Thor so much. It seemed a little it, unnecessary, but um. yeah. That, well, that's the whole thing. Is like it's new and it seems unnecessary. Yeah. As to where Throg's old, so we're just going to bring him back, you know, to highlight him or whatever. Yeah. Now, what I did think was kind of cool is there's this there's this battle right in the middle of it between Galactus and Ego. Um, yep. I don't even remember what that had to do with Thor, but I thought it was a really cool scene. Um, the two of them are just battling it out, and, and Ego winds up biting Galactus's hand off. And mm-hmm. then just consumes them. He just eats yeah. them. He's like, I'm going to eat the world eater. Uh, cool. Oh, hey, one interesting nugget. I don't know if you picked up on this. Um, but Hella was in this issue. Uh-huh. And which she's going to be the villain in Ragnarok, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and there's been... Sp- like speculation as to whether or not Hela would replace death in infinity war. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the characters are a little bit redundant and in the comics, Thanos was in love with death and his killing his killing spree was an attempt to impress her. Right. But right. having death and hell in the same universe seemed seems redundant to a lot of fans. Right. Well, so in this issue, there's a scene with Thanos wooing Hela. Yep. With lots of killing, he's trying to impress her exactly how he used to do with death. So, could that be a hint that maybe Hela really is replacing death going it forward? Could, it it could be, yeah, uh, because um, the one story where it's young Thor and Heidemel, yeah, um, 
because they both look like they're drawn like the MCU. Right. Yeah. Even though it's kind of Saturday morning cartoon kind of drawing, but mm-hmm. but you can definitely tell that it's MCU style to me anyway. Yeah, these these uh, Marvel comics seem to want to model it more after the movie universe than like DC does, for example. They seem to be keeping their stuff separate. Yeah. Um, I was reading Superman yesterday, and Lex Luthor was in it, and he looks exactly like how I remember Lex Luthor as a kid. Um, he doesn't look like the mo- the movie version. Right. Um, Marvel's doing sort of the opposite. It seems like the, the characters are slowly changing to look like their movie or movie counterparts. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of it overall? I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was now I mean I don't want to read a story like this all the time. Like I want a more in-depth story that's sort of ongoing at least for an arc or so. Mhm. Um but for just a one-off issue, like an annual or something like that, I I, I thought it was well written. Yeah. <clears throat> Cuz this I guess could be ground zero. Or issue zero, rather. Yeah. And then split off. Because I think there's a War Thor book coming out. Oh, really? And then, of course, you're going to have the Mighty Thor that's got Jane in it. And then, is there an Odin Sun one? Um, or not? Or is... I assume that Jane is going to continue this title. So 701 yeah. will be her. I'm not positive. I haven't looked. Yeah, right. And... Unwor- I thought Unworthy Thor was great. Yeah. Um, so I guess he could resume that storyline, but I, I don't know for sure. Yeah. If he is. Yeah. I, I don't look at previews or months ahead, so I'm not sure either. But I, it just seemed like ground zero to where new readers could pick up and go with the thread that yeah. they wanted. For sure. Now, the title of it is The Death of Mighty Thor. The Death of the Mighty Thor, Part 1. So, I don't know. I really have no idea what that means in context with this. this. Yeah, because like you said, there's stories all over the place, really. Yeah. I, I do like how Jane Foster lost the hammer. Yeah. When she was crushed or trapped. And so she was changing back to... Jane Foster. Right. So yeah. That, that was kind of cool. Yeah, it's always kind of sad when she reverts back. <laughs> well, especially in that in that sense, because if she changed all the way back, she would have been crushed and right. definitely killed. Yeah. But who saves the day? Your buddy. <laughs> Throg. Right. Uh, um, what else? What else are you enjoying? Well, next on my lit my pile here is Daredevil. Which we oh. talked about a long time ago, yeah. But we haven't talked about it in a while, and I think we both agree it's one of the best Marvel books out, at least uh, over the last year. Maybe. I am yes, because it's consistently good, and I consistently get enjoyment out of it. Yeah, even if it feels like a filler issue, right? It's it definitely 
is consistent. Like this last issue was, or last two issues, I guess, was pretty intense. <clears throat> um, so I don't, I like, I don't know why Aaron, who's another guy that Ronnie podcasts with, he didn't like this title. I think because it, this is the stuff people usually hate on about Marvel about being sort of light. Is this book is, is not that at all? Um, it's it's very dark. It's almost I don't want to say true to the show because it's not. He's definitely got his own style with this right. book, but it is right. does have those like darker elements like the TV show does. Mm-hmm. And Charles Soule, for me at least, can be kind of very hit or miss. Yeah. Um, like he was for when he was writing Inhumans, I enjoyed it, but it was just kind of sort of okay. Uh, but I think he writes a really good Daredevil. Like it's just it's very belie- believable to me. It's very dark and ominous, um, and it's way better than the pre to me the previous version where we had of uh, Daredevil in San Francisco. Right. Yeah. Um, Everything like the, is cool. I like the art. The art fits it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Everything, like you said, the parts that are supposed to be light and um, colorful are, and then you know the ones that aren't. And it's like it's a complex story. That's all there is to it. It's not something simple. It's it's a complex story that you have to digest. Yep. And, and Aaron's not the only one. I I, I don't think. I don't think Rob likes it either. Really? Yeah. Huh. I could be wrong, though. I, I'm pretty sure that Mike Myers likes it. Yeah. But I don't know, I'm pretty sure Daryl doesn't like it either. <laughs> That's it. easy guess. Yeah. I should be surprised that Aaron didn't like it either, I guess. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was surprised that he didn't, too. No, I'm saying I shouldn't have been surprised. Oh, I was I was actually surprised that he didn't like this series. But I was surprised because of some of the other titles he thought were were better than this. Yeah. So, anyways, that's true. I like the uh, development of Blindspot. I yes. think he's a cool character. Yep. And uh, the villains have been cool in this too. What was the the villain we both liked with the eyes? Muse. Yeah, I want to see more of him. Yeah. Um, yeah. See what else? I Thanos. Are you reading, still reading Thanos? I am a couple issues behind, but oh. you can go ahead and talk about it. It's fine. Spoil it for you. Yeah, go for it. I don't care. Um, so I didn't. This is Jeff Lemire, which I I used to love. I'm I'm liking him less lately, but I still like him a lot. And Donny Case is going to take this over, which I'm really excited about. But so this took me like about an arc to get into. Maybe an arc or a little more, but now I think I'm really enjoying it now. Um, and like the brief recap is Thanos was deathly ill. A bunch of his enemies, including his son Thane, wanted to finish him off because he's such a hard person to battle that since he's in a weakened state, they wanted to capitalize upon that. But one thing leads to another. Thane takes possession of the Phoenix Force and becomes a threat in his own way and now the group is trying to uh side with Thanos to kill Thane instead. 
um, I guess they they assume Thane with the Phoenix Force is a bigger threat than Thanos. But uh, anyway, so they help Thanos to heal, and that's where we are now um, with Thane and Thanos going at it. Where are you at? Um, I could honestly tell. I know I'm two <laughs> issues behind. I know that, but yeah. Well, Thanos is like my guy, so for me, this had to be good. I was going to be critical of it if it wasn't. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think Lemire's done a pretty good job. That said, I'm I'm glad Donny Kate's taken over it in a couple issues. I think I think I think he has that sort of. He's really good at writing that characters that are, have that sort of ominous, you know, personality to them. So I think he'll be perfect for this. Like when I read Baby Teeth yeah. or Redneck, I'm like, oh, I want to see him doing something like this with Thanos. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited for him to take over Doctor Strange, too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I want to see that. You still reading Hulk? I am. Uh, the uh, Mariko Tamari mm-hmm. Hulk? Mm-hmm. And I'm you, still enjoying it. You still enjoying it? Slow yeah. down a little bit for me. It it has done that, yeah. But um, I, I still think it's hitting on the marks that it needs to. Yeah. So much for Jen being able to like control her Hulk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which that was part of the whole thing, anyways, right? What do you mean? Like the first couple of issues, she didn't want to because right. Yeah. Anxiety and whatnot. Yeah. And that's been ever since. Not Secret War, but um, what event was it that sort of set her off? Civil War Two was it Civil War? Yeah, it was Civil War. Yeah, <clears throat> she's been kind of a wreck ever since then. Yeah, and then in this Incredible Hulk book, she was that scene with her. She was like, she was like Banner's Hulk, man. She was couldn't even reason with her at all. Right. That's how I liked Hulk. Um, there's a new title that I like that I'm glad's back. What's that? Runaways. Oh, really? Yes. Again, I'm I'm. Why are you excited but, about but, that? Okay. When Runaways came out the mm-hmm. first time, it was early 2000s, right? Yep. And it set the stage for some of the stuff that's came out now that seems like old hat type stuff. So I've always, you know, that when Runaways came out, they had a diverse... Uh, diverse cast to them so it was just cool yeah and and different and now that they brought them back the art i'm not 100 percent liking so much but um the characters feel like themselves from back then yeah so yeah which i'm for you yeah it's probably is surprising that <laughs> But, but when Keep the going, stuff that they, soft. well, the stuff that they were doing when they first came out hadn't been done before, right? Or wasn't a trope, basically. Yeah, you know, you ha- one of the kids was a scroll, mm-hmm. right? And he was in love with the other one, but she liked w- girls, so then he changed into a girl. <laughs> yeah, because he wanted to be with her, right? So, I mean, that's not something, I mean, 
that's something that's overdone or not overdone, but done a lot today. That's where back then it wasn't, and everything was cool. Or every, <clears throat> I don't want to say cool, but there's a lot of good stuff and a lot of emotional stuff out of those stories. Yeah, because basically you had their parents were all super villains, right? And they didn't want to be super villains, so. Hence the name, they ran away. Right. So, um, the, uh, the TV show just wrapped up filming, I remember reading. And uh-huh. I think it's mid-November it's coming out. Are yep. you looking forward to that? Um, I am, but I'm kind of cautious, too, because it's on Freeform. Is that on so Freeform? I, I think it's on Hulu, I think. Is so. it? Yeah, it's on Hulu. Okay. Oh, Cloak and Dagger's on Freeform then. Right. Right. Okay. Yep. Um, if they, I'm I'm cautious about it just because I like the comic so much. Yeah. But I I hope it does good. Yeah. The trailer looks interesting. Um, it looks pretty true to the the original story though. Yeah. It it. If you haven't read it and you have Marvel Unlimited, I suggest that would be the throwback read. Is go back and read the first series. Yeah. And when's the new one come out? The new one, what? The new new Runaways. Uh, we're on issue two right oh, now. It's already on issue two. Yeah. I have to read that. By read Rainbow Rowell. Huh. I don't know who that is. Never, never heard of but, her but, or him. But Brian K. Vaughn wrote the first series. Yeah. In July of 2003. So. And you like Saga? I do. So I, I like Saga. I'm, I'm kind of tired of it at this point, but I thought it was a good story. The art helped make it, though. True, true. The art was a big factor in Saga. Um, speaking of another author whose name I do not know how to pronounce and I'm unfamiliar with, but, uh, Saladin Ahmed is writing Black Bolt. Are you reading that? I am. Did I pronounce his name right or did I butcher it? Uh, sounds good to me. Odds are I butchered it. (laughs) (laughs) And you're probably not the one to be asking. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. Sounds good to me. So it sounded good to me. It sounded good. Um, I've never read anything by him before. I don't know even know what he's written. Um, and because of that, I was like really surprised that uh, I really enjoyed um, this this run of Black Bolt so far. Which yeah, it's on. It's not very far in. It's just they just finished uh, issue six. Mm-hmm. And I've, have you been reading it? Yes. Okay. So the like short recap is Black Bolt's trapped in correct me if i get any of this wrong but he's trapped in an ancient inhuman prison yep and he's making friends and alliances with sort of unlikely characters that are also in the prison some most of which are there for reasons uh they should be there for reasons unlike black bolt um but like who is it uh the absorbing man 
um, he probably wouldn't be chumming around with him in different circumstances. Correct. <laughs> um, so but, it's like a hodgepodge. Yeah. Kinda. And they're all just trying to break out of this place designed to be impossible to break out of. And really, that's the whole story. But I think it's really cool. They, this is like, this is nothing like an inhuman story. It's nothing like uh, Charles Soule's Inhumans. I mean, he took Black Bolt completely out of his environment. And I like it when, when uh, writers do that occasionally. That was like, Planet Hulk was really cool for that reason, which we already mentioned. Not this one, not the return, but the original one, because you took a character you already liked, but had been done in his own environment so many times mm-hmm. that you take them and put them somewhere else with a different group of people, that mm-hmm. it's, it's refreshing. Well, and also, it's like they stripped him down to of his powers. Right. Just to build him back up throughout the progression of the story. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing in this prison. I think everybody loses their powers. The jailer or whatever they yeah. call him. Right. <clears throat> and the art's great in this too. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit Christian, more Christian abstract. Ward, is that right? Uh yep. Okay. Nailed it. Yeah, it has a little bit sort of abstract art but it works because he's in this sort of psychedelic prison where everything's being manipulated and reality sort of twisted around him so i think it works really well yeah there's a um before we get off of inhumans there's um inhumans once in future kings i'm enjoying too yeah that's the one that i read the first couple issues i think we mm-hmm. talked about it and i like i wasn't feeling it it's, but it's chris it's christopher priest oh right from DC, what was he writing at DC that was big? Deathstroke. Deathstroke, right. He and he also, um, yeah, he still is. And then he did Quantum and Woody for Valiant. The original one? The original one, yeah. Mm, I love that. That was very uh, hit or miss for people. Yeah. People loved it or hated it. I know you guys all like Deathstroke. I tried to read it as well, and I just, man, I, went, I couldn't. It was sort of like reading his Inhumans book. I couldn't get into it. Maybe it's a writing style. It could be. That said, yeah. I did not read Deathstroke very long. I only read like an issue or two. So I probably well, gave up on it too quickly. Are you reading um, this one, Once in Future Kings? Yeah, as I was saying, I read the first couple and I didn't stick with it. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's only, I think it's only on three right now. Yeah, threes. Oh, really? Yeah. Must not be coming out pretty quickly. Yeah. But any other books that you want to talk about? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, what would that be? The one I have to mention um, is Guardians of the Galaxy. Not just Guardians of the Galaxy. Huh? It's not just Guardians of the Galaxy. All new Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think when it hits the legacy point, it'll be just be Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. I think. I thought there was another Guardians of the Galaxy book out. Oh, is there? I don't think there is. Maybe there is. I don't remember. Um, so, and there's a lot going on with, the whole lot going on with this story now that I won't recap. Um, yeah. But I did want to point out that, like, throughout these various storylines, um, Gamora has had this desire to find the Soul Stone, like, since the beginning of the, since it started, really. Okay. Um, that's one thing that's been consistent throughout it. Um, and I think that's now starting to seem really important 
because Legacy centered around the Infinity Stones, and um, the last issue of Guardians of the Galaxy shows pretty much shows the entire universe starting to get in like this race to find stones. It seems like. Have you have you read? Are you up to date on it? Yep, I'm up to date on it. There's that one sp- splash page that I loved. Oh right, yeah. So you, you posted that. Yeah. Uh, um, but so, but so like the Infinity Stones are are back. They seem like uh, the Marvel universe seems to be all about stones going forward, right. which makes sense considering the MCU is centered around that as well. Um, but I also need to point out that like I know where this is leading um, because the Soul Stone has always been linked to Warlock, and that's the that's what Gamora's been trying to to find since the beginning of this she's been wanting to find the soul stone and she has some she still has some connection with it um so it was pretty obvious to me at that point that warlock is going to be integrated somehow and now we know with the big 150 issue that's going to come out gardens of the galaxy 150 the legacy issue is going to be all about warlock which Mm -hmm. is going to be awesome and i'm glad it's finally your favorite book as well I didn't say it was my favorite book. Yeah, you said ever since Nova sh- showed up on one panel, it's now your favorite book. <sighs> Issue 11 was all about Nova. But yeah. Now, okay. You've been this has been your favorite book since it came out, right? Well, I don't I won't say it's my favorite book. It's not my favorite How do I say this? It's not my favorite know. book based on the story and the book itself. But based on nostalgia, that that bias makes it rival my favorite okay. books. All right. But I still so, think the story's really good as well. I don't think it's bad by any means. Yeah, I agree. But for me, like, <clears throat> it was a good book. Okay? And it was consistent and good. And the art was good until it hit 11. And then 11 leveled it up a lot. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that just because Richard Ryder was in it, but like it seemed like it leveled up the plot and the story also to me. I didn't get that at all. Really? I thought it was sort of just continuing the same thing, but now we're I mean it 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 went in a different direction. It showed something else that's going on parallel to the Guardians. Um, that they're going, it's going to all connect here in the next few issues. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't feel like anything was really different Hmm. as far as the way it was written or pacing or anything like that. Okay. To me, but I did hear other people saying, maybe it was you. I thought somebody else was saying they thought it started slow though. So maybe, so maybe you're right. I, Uh, I I do like you said when we were talking about, off record about it that you were surprised that I liked issue 12 as much as I did well issue 12 had less Nova in it I think that's the one where he was in like just one panel yeah and it had Deadpool in it and it had Cable in it had a lot of people in it had Ant-Man in it Ant-Man in it yeah yeah and that's what I mean it seems like they're trying to really ramp up this whole race towards Infinity Stones like getting everybody involved no but like that one panel and when you tweet out this episode i'll tweet out the panel i'm talking about but it it showed all different variations of the guardians 
and that was cool to me that they're acknowledging all different variations, right? Like multi-universe style. Right. Which is cool because before all we had was the ultimate universe mm-hmm. and Marvel 16 or 616. Yeah. So there's this is what I think Marvel as a whole needed overall. Hmm. How so? To have different universes. Oh, that different universes that kind of like what kind of like what DC does with them, but not like if you want to have, you know, like for young adults or kids and you want like the baby Avengers Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, it could be in one universe. So it doesn't touch with the prime universe. Hmm. Right. Okay. That type of thing. And if we're going to have to do a crossover event that handles all multiple universes, then, yeah, then we can do that, too. Right. But the crux of this is seems like it's still part of the uh, main Marvel. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and it was – I thought it was interesting how – well, it was cool because, it, like, Ant-Man sort of tries to sneak on board with them but then realizes, like, okay, I'm out of my element here. So let's keep our like Ant Man story separate from the uh, cosmic stuff. Well, he does, but he also sees that he's not in any of the other incarnations of the Guardians. Right, right. He's the and only so, one that's missing. Yeah. So then he's like, okay, well, I don't have a future here. Yeah. Um. So do you think this will tie eventually tie into more like multiverse? scenarios i hope so do you yeah i like how it was portrayed in in this this issue the way i mean how the same way you did Uh in the past though i felt like the multiverse got a little bit confusing at times convoluted yeah convoluted is probably a better word it's just too much going on that it's almost at points at times it got hard to keep track of who was doing what where and who who was affected by it maybe that's the easy way out because then you can explain away different things right like yeah. why there's um so many different people being venom or you know whatever yeah but for me in this comic well that's it, what i, I was works. that's what it, it it that's what worries me is like it makes it too easy to not be consistent you know what i mean yeah but like if you're trying to fix it. the you know, the brand as a whole i mean yeah. you know but like i said for multi universes in the cosmic story, this it works in this book. Whether they expand on it in other books or not. Right. Yeah, I thought it worked in this book. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the way they did it. I, I am glad that it's going back to just Guardians of the Galaxy in legacy number so we can get rid of the all new in the title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well this really isn't all new. I mean, it's almost like this is back. I mean, this is back to the original team. There's some quirks to it that didn't exist before, but um, it's still the team. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, having all new in the title makes it. No, that's what I'm saying. They don't need all new anymore because they're back to the. It's not all new anymore. Right. Yeah. And and I think maybe having all new in the title in the beginning might have turned people away from checking it out interesting that stinks i feel like the lead up to when when it when the legacy uh legacy issues kick in it's definitely i think it's going to be heavily 
based off of this stuff. Yeah. So the one thing I will say I don't like, like I think I like the way Rocket's portrayed. I think you didn't thought it was a little bit too movie-like or silly or whatever. Mm-hmm. The character I don't like is Drax. I don't, I don't, I don't buy into his whole uh, meditating yoga, you know, thing they got going on. Passive. Uh there's one thing I can nit- nitpick on, and that's Gamora, like her coloring, I guess, and that's just art style, like, hmm. and that's just like the yellow <laughs> circles around her eyes. You don't like that. Well, I don't think it it should be that prominent. You know what I mean? Right. But, I mean, it is what it is, but that's just me nitpicking at something, right? Yeah. I like it a lot better than the 90s Gamora. Really? Oh, yeah. I couldn't stand that. She would wear those, uh, that, like, bikini. Not bikini, but, like, that one-piece bathing suit. Okay. The waist. Uh, yes, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. She looks... She's supposed to be the most deadly female in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And I think this look supports that more. Mm-hmm. True. Because she even wore the little bikini thing in Annihilation, too. Did she? I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. It, it was more... I don't know. Vampirella-esque, I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's how it was in the 90s. It's like, let's just show as much cleavage as we can while she's, you know, jumping around, fighting everybody. Like, Right. Times change. Yes. <laughs> uh, for the better. No love for Warlock? No, I'm, I mean, obviously you're super excited because that's your dude. I just hope that when he comes back, it's Annihilation Warlock style. Yeah. And not like Warlock from the beginning or from the earlier days, I guess. What, like the 90s? Or yeah. the 70s? The 70s style. The se- yeah, I, <laughs> doubt he'll, I doubt they would even consider going that. Uh, there. I hope not. Well, cool, man. Let's wrap this baby up. Cool. So, where do they reach us? What uh, they can reach us collectively on the Twitter handle at Ultimate Marv Pod. You are at Jack Sutherland. I am at Rombar316. Awesome, man. Thanks. Have a good one. whole race towards infinity stones like getting everybody involved animal yeah. man was in it animal man man thing man thing dang i was gonna thing. say same difference i was like that's two different <laughs> companies there right. yeah <laughs>